Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you ideas for living a happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative life. This week, we'll talk about how to be on time, and we'll return to one of our favorite themes, why you should treat yourself. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. It's always a treat for me to talk to her. Oh, thanks, Gretchen. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and I am almost always on time. <laughs> we'll get into that later. We'll get into that, yes. Um, now, Elizabeth, one of the things is uh, we recently uh, introduced this new segment, which was your idea, which I love, which is the happiness hack. And I revealed my happiness hack, which was a toilet paper stand, um, perhaps revealing the somewhat shallow <laughs> nature of my happiness. And um, I was so excited about it. And um, we have heard from a lot of people, A, who have happiness hacks related to toilet paper, and then also just more generally on happiness hacks. Yeah, and we'll, um, as time goes on, we'll be revealing some other people's happiness hacks because we've heard some great ones. But on the subject of the toilet paper holder, <laughs> we um, heard from one listener, Megan in Madison, who informed us there's such a thing as tubeless toilet paper, which you can put onto these toilet paper stands and not even have that cardboard tube to get rid of. Yep, yep. Who knew? Who knew? It's a little hack. Um, so anyway, keep them coming. We love the happiness hacks. Got some interesting photos, too. Great. <laughs> we did. So listen, this week, our Try This at Home is to be on time. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like people are either on time or late yeah. in, in their lives. You yes. know, it's usually um, you stick to that, whatever it is. Um, now, I know in my little household, <laughs> we have a lot of conflict over this because I am on time. Our family, I should say, is always on time. Yes. I mean, that is, yeah. you know, that is just something we were raised being completely on time yes. to all events. Yeah. And like Adam's family, it's not as big of a deal. And for Adam in particular, he really being on time is just not something that's at the top of his priority list. And so we have a lot of conflict over this. Regardless of that, you can judge it, you know, if it's good to be on time or bad to be on time. But if we could all agree for the sake of this segment yeah. that one wants to be yes. on time, what are some of the things that you could do? Yeah, because some people, it's not, it doesn't bother them, but some people really want to be more on yeah. time. And so they're looking for ideas. And I, I remember we got an email from Bethany in Southern California, and she was saying, like, I really, I'm chronically late and I want to. I want some strategies and tips about what do you do to, to help that. And um, and it's interesting because it, you really have to begin by saying, like, why are you late? Because people have different reasons for being late. And one of them is if people kind of they're late starting out their day because they're so exhausted. And that's often because you're staying up too late. Uh. So you're exhausted. So you hit the snooze alarm, snooze alarm. You sleep until the last possible minute. And then the whole morning is kind of the sprint. And then if you, like can't find your keys or you leave something behind, then you're running late for the whole day. That goes back to our guest, uh, Ariana Huffington, yeah. we had recently and uh, the sleep revolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's people who are trying to get one last thing done. I think this is very common. Yes, it's it, like, oh, let me just load the dishwasher before I leave. Yeah. Or, oh, let me just... Um, Fire off that email. Yes. 
Um, and it's like that one last thing that puts them over the edge into lateness. Yeah, because often things take longer than you think. Like you write an email and then you're like, oh, well, I just need to look up this one thing or like, oh, wait, I just got another email. So I'm going to quickly read that. And then what you think is going to take 30 seconds ends up taking uh, much longer. But so here's an interesting thing, um, because you're right, it is very common that people try to do, like, they want to be efficient. And so what, if that's your issue, what can work is to think about something you're going to do on the other end. Like you're like, when I get there, I'm going to read that pamphlet. Or when uh. I get that, I'm going to review that document. And so that you have this idea of like, I need to get out the door so I can get where I'm going and then be efficient there instead of trying to cram your efficiency into the place where you are right now. So you, you, you make it something that's pulling you towards where you're going. I think that's a great suggestion because I think a lot of times people, well, fear being early. Ooh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think there's anxiety about being somewhere early, sort of not knowing what to do with yourself or huh. where to sit. Um, and so I think if you have in your mind, well, I'm going to sit in the lobby of this office building and read, um, you know, this, this document. This document then you might feel like, okay, like you're saying, it's good to get there and do that, as opposed to I don't want to get there early and be at loose ends. But that's interesting about, because now that you say that, it makes perfect sense that some people are anxious about being early, whereas I'm very anxious about being late. And sort of Jamie's the same way. We're both kind of pathologically early. Like, even if we try to be kind of politely mm -hmm. late, we'll often end up places on time. Because we just have this this fear of being late, but some people don't want to be early. Yeah, I think I know for me, if I'm late somewhere, it sets off my entire experience yeah. there. I could, it's very hard for me to recover. Yeah. You know, I just I'm so discombobulated. Whereas I think for other people who have maybe some social anxiety, when you get somewhere early, you can like you have a building pressure yeah. to the event, yes. and so they're the opposite. Yes, you know, so it's tricky. Yeah. Um, another thing is that um, that's very common is people underestimate the commute time. So they might kind of in their they're sort of in their mind they're like, well, it's a twenty. It'll take twenty minutes to get there. Well, that's twenty minutes best case scenario. Right. Instead of saying like, well, how often do I get the best case scenario? How often is it that the subway's delayed? Well, pretty often. You yeah. know, that's classic Adam. Mm. I mean, I have to uh, throw him under the bus. <laughs> he is someone who assumes all things will go right in terms of him yeah. getting somewhere. And so he has missed meetings before because, you know, it's been bad traffic and he's gotten somewhere too late and the person's already in their next meeting. Oh. He has missed a flight, oh. um, you know, because he thinks, well, you know, best case scenario, I'll get there in 20 minutes. Well, how long and, can well, it take? it's going to be 45 and you know it's usually 45 not 20 and it's like how long could it take to go through security yes like, oh well exactly um but this is what's interesting so you and i both go to inform fitness this like yeah. high intensity strength training and the person who train and so they do like they have they have scheduled appointments like every 30 minutes all day long and so and one of the trainers was observing to me that the funny thing for them is that the people who are on time are always on time. And the people who are late are always late. And the people who are late always have a reason that they feel like, well, of course I'm late because they're tra you wouldn't believe the traffic or the weather's terrible. But they said the funny thing is the people who are on time are always on time anyway. Like, Regardless of traffic they, or weather. Right. Yes. And so I thought that was funny. Very funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there are other tricks out there for yeah. being on time. There's the old setting your watch, you know. <laughs> five minutes five early. Five <laughs> minutes ahead, I yeah. guess it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So let us know if you have tricks for being on time and 
We can share those. And especially, especially if it's a trick that you can use on someone else to get someone else to be on time. Um, yes, yeah. I quite often employ the, oh, it starts at 4.30 and it really starts at 5. Ooh. <laughs> get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or, or go to happiercast.com slash 68 for images, links, anything related to this episode. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Because everyone's different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyze your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. Gretch, you know I love Noom. I love all the tools it has, especially the step tracker and the weight tracker. I rely on those every day. Yep, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash happier. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash happier. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash happier to start your trial today. So, Elizabeth, um, we're marching through the 21 strategies of habit change. Yeah, Gretchen. Now, these are from your book, Better Than Before. And might I just say, if anyone out there hasn't read your book, they should. Because <laughs> it, it will make you change your habits. Don't read it unless you really want to change your habits. Because she will get to you and make you change your <laughs> habits. But anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Today's Better Than Before habit strategy, Gretchen, is... The strategy of treats. Yeah. Now, we talked about the strategy uh, all the way back in episode nine as a try this at home, uh, treat yourself with that excellent clip from Parks and Rec, treat yourself. Um, but because we're doing the complete set of the 21 strategies um, and because it's such a fun topic, we're, we're hitting it again in sequence. And the thing about treats is that when we load ourselves with healthy treats, we're better able to use our self-mastery. And um, when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves. So if you're trying to get yourself to stick to a good habit or you're just trying to behave yourself generally, um, it's really good to load yourself with healthy treats. Yeah. So healthy treats are what? I guess things that don't cost a lot and don't have a lot of calories <laughs> and don't hurt anybody. Right, right. Well, yeah. So the exactly what you want to do is think of treats where you don't want to do something to make yourself feel better by giving yourself a treat. That's in the end going to make you feel worse because right. you're going to be filled, filled with regret or remorse or, you know, whatever. So you want to think about, well, what's something that I can do that's going to give me that feeling of energy and being cared for that's not going to make me feel bad in the long run. Now, some of the unhealthy treats are like food and drink, shopping, and screen time. They can be healthy treats for some people, but for a lot of people, they become unhealthy treats. So, but as adults, we, we should really try to have a lot of ideas for healthy treats. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, a lot of, um, you know, screen time for sure is, counts as some of my treats, like um, watching The Real Housewives and yeah. things like that. But I also... Think like Us Magazine. Ah, I don't know if you'd call that healthy. I don't think it's sure. unhealthy. No. Maybe it's neutral. Sure. No, it's a healthy treat. Um, Sunday crossword puzzle. Oh, good so, treat. You know, I love on Sunday getting back into bed and, with the crossword puzzle um, and coffee. Oh. And that's like a great Sunday morning treat. That's a great treat. 
Um, and my new one, Gretch, my mm. new treat is listening to podcasts in bed. Oh. Because Adam and I usually have a TV in our um, room, but because we're staying in our guest room now, we don't have a TV in there. And so I've started listening to podcasts uh-huh. uh, in my in bed, and I love it. Oh. Um, those are great ideas for healthy treats. Um, a lot of my healthy treats are about smells. Like I love good smells. And oh, so I'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to light a scented candle. I used to make fun of scented candles. Now <laughs> I'm like firing them up left and right. I literally will stop to smell the flowers. Like if I see there, there's this flower store by our house and like sometimes they'll have a gardenia bush out there and I will be like, I'm going to stop and smell this gardenia because I love, love, love the smell of gardenias. But one of the things to point out about treats is a lot of times people confuse them with rewards. Oh, right. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, because and it's a really important point to, uh, to say again, because a reward is something that you deserve or you earn. So when somebody says something like, oh, as a tr- I always give myself a treat after I go for a run. That is a reward because you're saying, because I ran, right. I get this thing. And a treat you don't have to earn. It's just you get it because you want it. You're like, I just want to get in bed with a crossword puzzle. I don't have to be good. I don't have to get a gold star to do that. I just get to climb into bed with that crossword puzzle. And that is more comforting to us because it's like, I just get it because I want it. I don't have to be deserving of it. And so it makes it more um, energizing. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, a hot bath is like a, a number one treat. See, and for me, that's not a treat at all. Right. Yeah, and it's not for me either. I don't crave <laughs> baths, but I know a lot of people do. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's the thing you have to say to yourself, what is a treat for you? You can't just like have somebody hand you a list. Um, like I have a treat. One of my treats is hot hard-boiled eggs. I love eating hard-boiled eggs when they're, you know, because ha- I'm obsessed with my hard-boiled egg maker. And like if I eat, if I get them while they're, I love the smell of them, of the shells. And then if I eat them, I love them hot. That is a treat for me. But I know that is not a treat for you. No, that, I'm making a face right now. <laughs> that sounds so hot. Hard. I love cold hard-boiled eggs. Hot hard-boiled eggs sounds disgusting to me. Um, oh, Gretchen, you know what? Another treat, which will not surprise you, but uh. you'll think is ridiculous, is I've been um, ordering um, mugs because I'm, I'm kind More of collecting mugs? some different kind of plates, new plates. Uh. And uh, there's mugs that go with them. You and, and your mugs. Even though I have so many mugs, I'm not <laughs> buying a whole new set of matching mugs, which I've never had before. Um, from Ooh. time to time. Like I order them just from time to time. Well, so once you have your matching mugs, are you going to get rid of your obliger mug now that we have our special new series of mugs? No, that's very <laughs> special. I will never get rid of my obliger mug. Yes, that's right. We all have to have our tendency mugs. Um, well, that's great. I would love to hear what people do to treat themselves because it's so, you know what a treat that a lot of people have is ironing. Who would have thought? Ah. I've heard from so many people who love to iron. So let us know if you have any great treats because I think it's really helpful for, for adults to have a lot of cool ideas for healthy, interesting, good treats. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for a listener question. And let me remind everybody um, of our number because we love getting voicemails. We love getting emails, but we like voicemails even better. So our number is 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. This week's uh, question comes from Ashley. Hi, Liz and Gretchen. This is Ashley from Denver. My question is, I've taken the quiz and I come up as an obliger, which I think is accurate, but I must be an obliger with a serious rebellious streak because the habit that I want to change is to 
spend less and start budgeting. But thinking about external accountability is not working for me. I just don't want anyone to tell me what to do in this area. However, that's not working for me either. So as far as sticking to a budget, saving money for a very, very rebellious obliger, I'm wondering what you have to say. Thanks. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this has to be one of the biggest topics out there, right? Budgeting and saving money. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's the essential seven of the like the big groups that habits fall into, and the, and and spending, saving, and earning wisely is definitely one of the top seven. Um, but here's something that Ashley could try. The thing about accountability uh, for obligers, because she's right, as an obliger, she needs that accountability. But as she also points out, obligers have a deep affinity with rebels, and they sometimes will have these kind of rebellious streaks where there's some aspect of expectations that they refuse to meet. Um, She could be part of an accountability group where the idea is that everybody's holding each other accountable, but they don't really specifically say what it is. And if she feels private about it or she just like doesn't want them in her business or telling her what to do, it could be like, hey, Ashley, um, I know you were working on something. How's that going for you? So she feels like someone's saying is kind of checking in with her, but isn't directing her or bossing her because it sounds like she's getting a little bit of that resistance that rebels feel, but they're just showing like, well, I want to help you stick to your values for yourself and meet your own expectations for yourself. Are you doing that? Now, let me ask you this question. Is this a case where a reward, I know you're usually against rewards. Is this a circumstance where it could be helpful? Like, okay, if I save $200, I can spend $50 on something that I really want. Or is that the absolute opposite of what she should be doing? Well, the problem is is if she really wants to do is to form habits of spending less and saving, the more you reward yourself, then you're undercutting that habit because you're you're setting up this like, if I do this, then I do that. And well, what if I, it's really better to remember that the reward that you want is the reward that comes from the good habit. The reward that she wants is financial security. Right. And like going out and spending $50 every time she saves right. $200 is not helping her get closer to financial security. And so often it's better to focus on the good feel, the reward that comes from the good feeling. I'm feeling in control of my budget. I don't feel guilty when I open up the, 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 the credit card bill. I'm feeling like I'm paying down my student debt and that's a good feeling. And like to really reinforce that. But if what she needs is accountability, it's like, how do you get that accountability without without triggering that feeling of intrusiveness? And this is something that also comes up with obligers who are introverted. And they're yeah. like, well, the idea that I'm going to go into a room, like a Weight Watchers room, and everybody's going to hold me accountable, I can't stand the idea of like being in a room full of strangers. So they have to think of about accountability in a way that works for the other parts of their personality. And on my site, on GretchenRubin.com, or you can just email me if you want it, I have a starter kit for people starting accountability groups. And maybe it would work for Ashley if she found a couple of people and it was like, okay, let's all just have our own thing that we're working on. And we're just going to check in on our progress uh-huh. and not check in on now the details. You, yeah, like, did you do this? Did you buy that latte? I thought you said right. you weren't going to go to Starbucks. You know, whatever it is, it's sort of like, are you sticking to your own goals for yourself? And maybe she should also try your strategy of monitoring. Yes. Like, not saying I have to save money, but just m- taking note of what she spends. Maybe it'll just 
naturally make her not buy a latte, you know, as opposed to sort of um, categorizing it so specifically. A hundred percent. That is outstanding because it's very true that with monitoring, we often behave better, even unconscious. We just start moving in the right direction, even if we're not consciously trying to change. And if she's monitoring and there's tons of apps that will help you monitor your spending or you could just use a notebook or whatever. And then, and then you sort of are, then you're confronting like, is this really how I want to be spending my money? Or is, do I want to be doing something else for myself? And so that is a, that's a great idea. And maybe that's a place to start because then it also shows you like, well, where are the opportunities for me to make the changes that would that have, are easy, that are easy and that are like going to have the biggest payoff, like, you know? Um, and so, yeah, monitoring is always an excellent place to start. So, so that's, those are two, two things, different forms of accountability and monitoring. So good luck, Ashley. Yes, yes. We, we wish you well in your saving. Absolutely. Gretch, time for demerits and gold stars. You are up with a happiness demerit. Yes. Um, I, my daughter Eleanor, who is 11, is going away to a sleepaway camp this summer for the first time. And it's a camp mm. we haven't, no one's gone to before. And, you know, we got the packing list and I printed it out. And, uh, and, I, and I even scheduled time to worry because I was like, I don't want to worry about this prematurely. <laughs> so it's like I put it on my calendar, you know, May 7th. Like is like start to worry, start to worry, <laughs> and I pulled it out, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, like because there's all these things that I don't really know what it means. Like it's like one heavy blanket and one light blanket. I'm like, what constitute? It's like the yeah. lawyer in me. Hmm, definitionally, what is a light blanket? Yeah. What is a heavy blanket? I don't know. And it's like two, like. Does it like if it says four sheets, does that mean a fitted sheet and a regular sheet or four regular sheets? And then like so there's just all these things that I just am obsessing with. And so then I just put the put the packing list away. And then I look at it. I'm like, oh, I'll just deal with this. another. And so it's gone through a couple cycles of like pulling it out, looking at it and putting it down. And I think I need to officially put it on the power hour list mm. and like schedule time to deal with this because I keep thinking like, well, this is important and it's like not a big deal. And I'll just this weekend I'll, I'll pull it out. And then I do pull it out. And then I manage to put it down again. Now, let me ask, is there anyone you can email questions? You know, is there, can you say, when you say four sheets, yeah. do you mean four full sets of sheets? Or, you know, yeah. is there somebody you can ask all the dumb questions? Well, you know what, now that you say that, actually, I have a friend, I had forgotten that her kids go there, but I just was reminded recently, and it hadn't occurred to me, but I could just email her and say, ask those questions and also say like, and is there any, and this is the other thing that's bothering me, like, are there like secret things like, oh, when they say sturdy or hiking shoes, they really mean running shoes are fine. Uh, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the thing. I will, I will ask my friend to like walk me through the packing list and give me like the true lowdown on what these things mean. So excellent. Right. Yes. So I'm going to email her. Go to, forth and yes. pack for camp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the mommy Olympics. I yeah. feel like packing for camp. Oh, my gosh. Okay, take us up. Gold star, what is it? Uh, well, my gold star, surprisingly, is a technological gold Ooh. star. I guess mm. you would call it. It's a, for an app. Okay. Does yeah. that count as technology? Uh, for us, yes. Absolutely. Um, Very advanced. Okay, you know I'm just an idiot when it comes to any of this stuff. And in my life, it has come to pass that I need to scan <laughs> many documents and upload them. As one does. As one does. <laughs> and I, up till now, have just no clue. I didn't even know what scanning meant. It was like when I first uh, was being a temp in college and uh, they told me to fax something. And I didn't, this is, I did not know what faxing was. So they handed me a document and I just threw it in the trash because I thought when you fax something, it went away. So I'm like, well, if I just get rid of this, they won't know that I didn't fax it. 
That's what an idiot I was. But anyway, people listening to this probably don't even know what faxing is now. But um, so I needed to scan some documents, and I was alone in the house. (laughs) And normally I turn to someone and just play dumb, or not really play dumb. I just like, I can't do this. Help me, help me, help me. I... For some reason, I went to the app store and I downloaded um, iScanner, but there's a million of them. I just, that's the one I happen to download. And I figured out how to scan a document, email it to myself, and then be able to upload it to a site. And it has totally changed my life because I feel so much more in control. Like, I don't feel like I constantly have to ask for help. Right, right. For scanning documents. I feel that I have the power to scan. So um, I'm I'm very impressed with this app, which is really easy and makes sense. And I'm I'm sure there's a million of them that do the same thing. And I really recommend it to anyone who, like, even Adam didn't. He's like, you got a scanner on your phone? What yeah. what is this? Yeah. I have no idea this existed. So um, yeah, because big I have gold a, star to that. I have a scanner, but it's like a it's like a device. It's like a thing. It's like a machine that's in my office, and it's quite large. No, the, this is I think as easy as it gets. Wow. Yeah. So I'll show it to you. And the thing about scanning is like then you can have backups of all these documents. Like if you need your pa- like yes. I have a friend who applied for an apartment, and she had everything with her. You know, apartments go in a flash yes. in New York City, and she's like obsessed with scanning. And they were like, "But we need your tax document." She's like, "Bingo! We need a copy <laughs> of your driver's license. Here yes. you go, and yes. here we need like your you know proof of identification." She's like, "I've got a gas bill." That's true. Yes, you can have a copy of your driver's license on hand at any moment, anytime you meet <gasps> starting a new job. Yeah. You've got that ready to go. Yeah. So so Elizabeth. What's the name of this app? iScanner. So that's my gold star this week goes to iScanner. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Be on time. Let us know if you tried these strategies and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Henry Malofsky. Also thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes. And speaking of mugs, check out our Tendency mugs. We're so excited about them. People on Twitter have started putting up pictures of their mugs um, (laughs) with their Tendency with them, which is so exciting. So um, I'll put the link to them um, in the show notes for episode 68. We're very excited about the mugs. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.